Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We're back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. It's the segment you've been waiting for all season, where we focus on Yuri Patera and Isaiah Seville. You don't know what's tandem they they uh, they produce in the NHL, but we can tell you they're with Vegas, and yeah, that's their goaltending situation, and what a shootout they got into last night with the Lightning. Shana Goldman from The Athletic is with us to crunch some goalie numbers, and uh, obviously, as we prefaced earlier, dive into some really tough seasons that some big-name, big-money guys are having across the league. Shana, how do you numerically assess the performance that we witnessed from the Maple Leafs netminder Ilya Samsonov last night in a 9-3 Buffalo win. It was bad. Um, <laughs> it was kind of, it's like an extension of his season, right? It's technically not his worst game of the year that came against the Lightning, but he did allow 3.3 goals above expected last night. When you combine what he did and Martin Jones did, you get a total of 5.4 goals above expected allowed. And that is a season high for the Maple Leafs. So it kind of tells you, what last night was like for Toronto and the defense was bad, but the goaltending yikes. No, I am going to say that trusting Samsonov and Martin Jones to go uh, while Joseph Wall is out is probably not going to be a, a good thing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So again, I will say, is this a situation where you hope that Joseph Wall comes back and that maybe he's good? Or do you have to look at the goalie market? Because we had Darren Drager on yesterday with us, and he said teams are inquiring about Caden Primo now, maybe because that may be the best option to get out of Montreal. But, I mean, New Jersey, you saw what they did against the Oilers last night. They're up 3-2. In three minutes, they gave up three goals, and it's all of a sudden like 6-3, right? And you um, see what Ottawa did again with their Ottawa, season acquisition, oh. right? Like, it's just, it's, man, it's a... It it's, it's a, a tough world. Is it a out pandemic there. or an epidemic? I can never remember. <laughs> it's it's like the worst goalie epidemic I feel like we've seen in a minute. And it's funny because we've talked year to year about how scoring has gone up. And this year, yeah, power plays are clicking. Yeah, five on five offense is clicking, but it feels a little bit different. It feels like we're talking more about the goalie struggling versus last year being like everybody's so skilled and amazing. And that's why it's happening. So it's not an ideal time. And now you have so many goalie injuries, like both to, both of Vegas's goalies. And you have Alex Lyon out for Detroit, and he should be back soon. But still, you have Billy Husso out. So the team that had three at their disposal now has one that they're leaning on entirely. And even when Lyon comes back, they can't now deal a goalie like they possibly intended to. 
it, it just is going to strain everybody. Does it help that someone like Bill uh, Gustafson has bounced back and it's someone else off the market? Absolutely. But now you have more teams in the fold than before because of the Joseph Wall injury. I don't think Toronto is going to be a team that's going to get aggressive on the market because they don't have much money and they don't have many assets. And I think they have to focus on defense. That's a bigger issue for them right now. But you're going to look around the league and it's going to be interesting to see which teams feel that they can get by with average goaltending. And that might be Vegas. That might be Toronto versus who needs an upgrade in net. And a team like New Jersey definitely does. Vanacek, we know, is struggling. But if Schmidt is as well like he was last night, you have a bigger problem. Okay, so this or that, are we blaming the goalies or uh, kind of, uh, you know, applauding the forwards and the D that are creating offense? Because this is now, since 2014-15, well, actually 2015-16, so let's take it to that year. Every year, the save percentage, the average save percentage in the NHL has gone down. It was a 9.15 in 2015-16. We are now down to a 9.03 in the National Hockey League. It's worse than last year. Last year was a 9.04, and I thought, there's no way we can go lower than that. And now it's a 9.03. So is are we blaming the goalies? And I'm fine if we are, because as the head of the Turn goalie union, goalie I need car. to figure Turn it, it out. I need to <laughs> figure it out. Are we blaming the goalies now? A little bit more because I think what, you know, we're also looking around the league at the same time. How many underperforming superstars are there? You don't have guys like Alex Ovechkin scoring at the rate that he did. And yes, Nikita Kucherov has stepped up and, you know, Barkov has stepped up and Pedersen is consistent from last year. But you're missing that same scoring punch from players that I think you would expect to have it from. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think the answer is, well, teams are suddenly deeper with their approach. Like some of them are. Sure, Vegas has three scoring lines still, and that's something to be proud of. But that's not true for everybody. So Mm -hmm. this year, I put a lot more emphasis on goaltending than I would have last year. Last year, I would have said, look at the power plays and look at how they're thriving. And look at the fact that we're seeing more calls being made, even in more essential moments of the game. We're seeing a rise in penalties that we didn't before that are leading to power plays. And that's why overtimes aren't going to shootouts as often. Like all of that, I kind of felt like correlated last year. This year, I I definitely think the goalies are more of the problem. Okay, we're going to dive in on the tough years in a second. But just to punctuate the goalie situation, feast your eyes on a really tough moment for Yuri Patera last night. Zach Whitecloud was doing his holiday best to bring him cheer, if not his own goalie stick. And Marty, this did not materialize as anticipated once the stick was out of the hands and then never really back in the hands of Patera. I actually got to show Mike Rupp this clip because Rupper on NHL Network the other day brought me on and says, Marty, can we cut the knob of the stick right above the blocker hand? Because every time it hits a knob, it should be a goal. And so Victor Hedman shoots the puck from top in the zone on the power play. It was a five on three. It hits Patera's knob and it flips the stick upside down. He loses his stick. White Cloud's trying to give it to him. Patera's lost in the net. But we've seen that now a few times with goalies losing their sticks and not being able to recover, which is, is uh, listen, I used to practice without my stick once in a while just to get used to it. I don't know why goalies don't do that anymore. It should be the norm. But again, maybe yeah. it goes to let's blame the goalies a little bit more. <laughs> like practice without a stick once in a while so you're used to it. But no, that was a bad moment. Um, it was a good game, though. That was yeah. a great game. Tampa great Vegas. Game. That was a great game. And you talk about Kucherov. I mean, he is separating himself from the rest of the group here. He's mm-hmm. definitely not underperforming. Can he keep it up, Shana? I think so. I feel like we he's like the most underrated superstar in the league. And sometimes I hate using the word underrated because it means like I know something you don't. And everybody should know how good Kucherov is. And we're seeing it on the score sheet. But 
I feel like sometimes we talk a little bit more about, we think of the goals being scored instead of the passes to set up the goal, right? The goal always gets more attention and rightfully so. That's the one that changes the score. But with Kucherov, as smart as he is as a goal scorer and as lethal as his shot is, he is such a dynamic passer. And he makes such smart plays to clear passing lanes or to get possession in the first place. He's mm-hmm. such a strong player with mm-hmm. with and without the puck on his stick if he's trying to shift to offense that you see how he's setting up someone like Braden Point, who's explosive in his own right. It it makes a one-two punch that few teams can stack up to, and the two of them have unbelievable chemistry at five-on-five and on the power play. Yeah, I mean, he's killing it. So I think as much as the Lightning are in trouble, and they definitely are, especially without Sergeyev in the fold right now, Mm -hmm. um, I think these two can keep just keep pushing them as much as they can to the race. Let's go around the horn here and give us three uh, each as far as three big names that you're concerned about Production versus cost and contract. Go ahead, Shana. You're you're the guest. You you get first dibs. Always. Okay. Jason Robertson. Um, I'm really? concerned about Jason Robertson. Yeah, it's it's not that bad. He's still right. doing well with passes. Like, I don't think this is like a, a sudden problem. Oh my god, he's gone. This isn't gonna work out for him, but you kind of look at it and you go, the shot generation's down, the scoring chance generation is down, the power play is only performing with expectations and it started the year where they were far below them so I think you have yourself a little bit of an issue there like he's not he doesn't look like the game breaker we expect him to be right now and the team's offense is a little bit mid so I would want to see him break out a little bit more okay so my first guy that I'm going to come up with is Matthew Kachuk and I was going to go Jonathan Huberdeau because they're going to be linked forever and they both are underperforming but Florida. You just is somehow, You can lump them together in the same discussion here. Perfect. It's all good. Yeah, totally I'm fair. Gonna, both fair. But more than that, like Florida is going. And they're surprising to me with having Eggblad and Montour out at the start of the season. And now they're back and they're rolling. But Matthew Kachuk only has five goals this year in 32 games. Like Ovechkin got his six. At least Ovechkin can say, I got one more than Matthew Kachuk. But Matthew Kachuk for me, disappointing at the start of the season after a great run in the finals last year. Yeah, that's on 40. Matthew Kachuk, though, yeah. he has the biggest gap between expectations and actual goal scoring. He should be around 15. And he is my next project. So we're going to figure oh. out why he's broken. And Ovechkin <laughs> scored in his second game after I wrote that story. I'm telling you, I'm like the reverse jinx this year. So Matthew Kachuk is going to start popping off soon just by mere fact of me writing about him. Uh, can you change course and just write about cousins? Yes. <laughs> that's what i should do (laughs) thank you and and that's you know dylan's been we were talking about earlier he's been playing well and now he's got the comfort of his full you know line mates from last year back and i think he'll be fine it's just it 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 takes a while to erase tough starts to a season and maybe ovechkin is starting to come out of it but you mentioned huberdo look he's got four goals right now in 33 games yeah he had 15 last year which was a horrific drop from the year before when he was with calgary um Ovechkin has six now, and I again somehow I think we may lose sight of this. He had forty-two last year, you know. Even at now he's age thirty-eight. Kachuk was a forty-goal scorer. He's got five. You mentioned Robertson. I'm going to go down a similar path that Dallas has experienced before, but Jamie Ben scored thirty-three times last year. He's mm-hmm. got five. He still has another year to go at 9.5 million. I know it's not as catastrophic for the stars because they've endured most of this deal. And some of these other ones that we're talking about have 
five, six, seven years left on the contracts. But I don't know, Marty, Shana, who else is on your list here beyond those names? Hmm. Well, on Jamie Bennett, I feel like the Matt Duchesne acquisition kind of hurt him. It feels like Matt Duchesne's popping off and getting a little bit more favorable minutes. And I wonder if that's hurting Ben at all. But other underperforming stars, I feel like there's so many to choose from this year. How do we feel about Pierre-Luc Dubois, given how successful the Kings have been? But Dubois, who is an $8.5 million player, has five goals. That felt like an overpayment at the time, like slightly. It felt like they gave up a lot for him and they paid him a big contract. And I think that he's someone that could play up to that value, but it's a big bet. And it's a little bit tricky because you look at all the centers they have and you look at the forward depth that they have, like he wasn't going to be the one C. It felt like he was going to be the two or the three. Yeah, Right, exactly. And it's just like he's not doing anything to open the door to him moving up in the lineup. He's doing everything to lessen himself. It's not just bad bounces. It's a little bit of everything. And it feels like this Kings team has all the defensive strengths to make up for any gaps in his game. So he can really just maximize his skill set. And that just isn't happening. And it helps that everybody else was clicking around him, right? Like you have so much offense everybody, everywhere else, but you need him to do a little more. And I think that they could shelter him and Fiala as much as they need to, because you have Dino who can take whatever usage you need. And the same with Kopitar, yeah. you need to perform in those minutes then. Now, I know my next guy, I mean, he only makes five and a half million dollars, but I thought he was going to take a step up from scoring 20 last year. Is And we talked about him last night on the broadcast with Cody Hudson because he scored one of the greatest World Juniors goals with two seconds left is Jordan Eberle. He's got four goals this year. He's got, what, 16 points, I believe. I just saw, yeah. Um, he was, you know, he was good with Seattle last year. They needed him. Jeremy McCann was good. Jordan Eberle was good. They made the playoffs. It was fun. And this year, eh. It's not clicking. And I feel like I'm disappointed in Jordan Eberle just because I was hoping this was going to continue for Seattle and I want them to play well because I, I kind of like that story of the underdog. And, you know, now they got Joy Decord in that. And it's like, I like to have an underdog goaltender perform well. Um, but Jordan Eberle, for me, even though it's only five and a half million, it's not like mm-hmm. a huge tag. Um, I still think he's underperforming this year. Shana, how about uh, Timo Meyer? Yeah, that is probably the most glaring of all of them, because this is someone that like stylistically you would think is the perfect fit for New Jersey. He is a volume shooter and he can finish his chances. He's not like some elite finisher, some sniper, but it it works well for him. And now you go to a team that's stacked with playmaking talent, like it's the perfect position. And when you saw post deadline and even in the playoffs, he didn't jump out enough. It was like, well, first of all, an adjustment period. It could could be necessary. Or is it that he's not the guy like he was in San Jose? And now it's like a different role. This season's been like concerning on every single level. It does sound like he's dealing with some sort of injury. And that's the problem. Maybe that's what's hindering his skating, which doesn't seem like it's where it should be. But it's a bit of a concern because you need him to be, you know, the first power play unit's doing so well that there just isn't room for him if he's going to be underperforming. And now he's down on the third line. Mm-hmm. He's not doing anything to play his way upwards. So I'm not sure if it's just a matter of health or if it's just really just not fitting as well as we expected him to, because you see how Tyler Toffoli is just crushing it. And right. like, I, I feel like Timo Meyer is a little bit like 
you had to overpay him to keep him and he was going to be that, but he's never going to live up to that contract. Like I, I think he's a good player, but never was he going to have the same season that he had with the sharks before getting traded last year. Oh yeah. Just under 9 million year one of eight. And he's got six goals on the season after scoring 40 in total last year. Yeah. Shana, Happy holidays to you and your entire crew, which we love seeing on social media all the time. The pictures are great. Keep them coming. And uh, (laughs) uh, I guess we will talk to you just before the new year. Thanks for having me. There's Shana Goldman from The Athletic. We'll wrap up Sabres Live after this. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. 